Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. As I always say while you're there, please share the articles and podcasts. I notice so many of you do, and I really appreciate it because we face the same social media censorship that many of you face. So, when you share the articles and podcasts, it helps us out a great deal. I'm excited for our show tonight. We're going to discuss kind of the effects of the incoming President Trump arrest. Um, some of the people that are coming out and speaking, I think it's very interesting, the reaction. Of course, uh, we discussed with Heather Robinson, uh, Ron DeSantis not coming out and backing President Trump. That was a little uh, disappointing from him, um, considering he is governor of the state that President Trump lives in. He could have fought uh, these charges perhaps a little bit from Trump being um, charged in New York when he's a Florida resident. But nonetheless, uh, that was Governor DeSantis. He's trying to become president of the United States. So I guess it really wouldn't make much sense for him to go out of his way to defend President Trump. But you've got Andrew Cuomo, who uh, kind of got outed himself out defending President Trump. Even he sees how unfair this is and how this will make President Trump a martyr with his supporters and others because it could not be any more obvious that these attacks are 100% political, just like we've been seeing against President Trump since day one. I mean, in history, I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this, Rob, to see one man so persecuted by a political party as that we have seen President Trump treated by the Democrats since 2016. They're just relentless on trying to ruin this guy, ruin his reputation, take all his money. I mean, they've got nothing bad that they would not do to President Trump. So um, it's very interesting to see some of these reactions. What do you make of it thus far? I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in, Andrew. And I hope, as you said, they share the broadcast because these are definitely extraordinary times. And what we're covering, what we're giving to them, we have researched, we have read it, we have prepped, we've looked at it, we've gone backwards and forward. And as you mentioned, I have never seen anything like this before in my life. Not that I've had a long life, but even when you look at history, the closest I could tie this to, Andrew, would be Nelson Mandela, South Africa, who was standing up for the people, apartheid, standing up against apartheid, and he became a political prisoner. They threw him in jail for years. I think he spent 30 years in jail. But Andrew, that did not break him. He held steadfast to his beliefs that South Africa needed to end the repressive apartheid. We also can look at history at Martin Luther King, who was persecuted, who was attacked, who was killed because of his beliefs of civil rights, standing up for the people. When you have people like Mandela and King standing up for the rights of the common man, wanted to make certain that their rights, that they have their rights, and then you have the party establishment fighting against them, doing everything that they can through the law politically to stop them. You look at the judges now, Judge Burl Howell, Democrat. She has ordered Trump's 
private attorney, personal attorney rather, Evan Corcoran, to testify before a grand jury over classified documents. And they're saying that there's a possibility that he probably lied to his attorney and got his attorney to put forth false information when the government was asking for the classified documents. Now, mind you, Andrew, Merrick Garland decided to appoint a special prosecutor, Jack Smith, to look into the classified documents. And by the way, see if you can link that to Jan 6, the friendly protest that the FBI went in, stirred the pot, and created chaos. Why is it that this judge is saying we're going to suspend attorney-client privileges because we want Evan Corcoran to testify? Could it be that they know that there's no there there, but they're hoping that he might say something that they can hang their hats on? And, and we're talking about classified documents that the government knew Trump had. The government told him to make certain that it's in a secure location at Mar-a-Lago. The same government that has since found out that Joe Biden had classified documents at his beach house in Delaware in a garage, unprotected, not in a secure location, but right next to his Mustang Stingray. Joe Biden, who's had classified documents since his term as a senator two decades ago. Joe Biden, who we're still finding classified documents in his private residence. There has been no special prosecutor appointed to look at this. We've also learned that Mike Pence has found classified documents in his residence. Bill Clinton, and I'm sure that there are others. But let's just focus on Joe Biden. Why is it that only now they're finding those documents that date back to his time as senator? And why did he have those documents? What was he doing with those documents? Now, we've also learned that there is a relationship between Joe Biden's son and his brothers and China and Ukraine and other foreign players, other adversaries of the United States. But no one seems to be concerned about that. We're just concerned about Trump having documents that the government knew that he had, and the government told him, make certain that they're in a secure location. But because now the government, under Joe Biden, wants to stop Trump from being the president, because he's already declared that he's going to run for 2024, they've got to stop him by any means necessary. They've got to bring up these Trump charges and make them to be more than what they are. We have a case in Atlanta. A federal prosecutor supported by George Soros is going after Trump because she said that Trump tried to change the election, overthrow the votes in Georgia. We have Trump on tape saying, telling the Secretary of State, surely you can find 11,000 votes. I just lost by 11,000. Are you sure that you guys looked at it? There was a lot of malfeasance taking place in Atlanta. Where are those votes? But the government, the corrupt government, Justice Department wants to say, oh, he was trying to overthrow an election. These are the same people who told us about Russia collusion. These are the same people who got behind the COVID and needed to wear a mask. What has happened to our justice system? So when I look at what Trump is going through, and I look at these other individuals like Nelson Mandela, like Martin Luther King, and let's throw in Gandhi also. They were persecuted. They were constantly attacked. They were constantly under attack by the establishment because they did not want them to move forward with their agenda, which was the people's agenda. 
And I'm sure that there are others in history who went through the same thing. We could look at Julius Caesar. We're just coming off the Ives of March and look at what happened to him. He wanted a republic and his enemies came in and persecuted him. They killed him. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen to Trump. But when you look at the lay of the land and you look at history, there are comparisons that have to be made. Now, I'm sure some will say, but Trump, he's too... He's just a, a hot-headed person. He's always doing things and saying things. And yeah, and we've talked about that before. And I wish sometimes that he would just tone it down. But we cannot question in good faith his love for the country. We cannot question in good faith that he loves his country and he would not sell the country out as Joe Biden has done with his family cabal. Maybe that's the reason why he has the media saying, play down the meeting between Putin and President Xi of China, because we don't want the American people to know that they're getting ready to form an alliance because this is a new world order. We don't want them to know how far China's reach is. We don't want them to know China's footprint in all these countries. We don't want them to know that we're telling them green energy. Meanwhile, China is in Africa raping the country of his natural resources. Where are the Black Lives Matter people? You would think they would be concerned about that. They're going into Africa mining their cobalt, which is needed for green energy. And we're out talking about the virtues of green energy. How are you going to go about it if you don't even have the cobalt? How are you going to go about it when your adversary, China, is going into Africa and raping the country with all of this from his, all of his natural resources, and then they will control it, and then they will sell it to you? So if you shut down all the gas and you get rid of all the exploration of gas and oil, and you have to rely on China, China can very easily say, well, it's our way or the highway. We're not going to take the American dollar. You have to use our currency. But no one is concerned about that. It's not important. Don't believe your eyes. We're more concerned about diversity and equity. We're more concerned about transgenders. We're more concerned about mutilating our children. And we're only mutilating those children who managed to escape being aborted. Because those kids that were aborted, we don't care about them. Now the ones that made it through, now we've got to change them. We've got to confuse their minds and tell them that you're not a little boy, you're a little girl, or you're not a little girl, you're a little boy. Look at how corrupt our government has become because of corrupt individuals, because of a corrupt judicial system. How did we get here? And I'm always asking that question. It's almost to the point of being rhetorical or facetious because we know how we got here. We looked the other way. We pretended what was happening wasn't happening. Conservatives were like, well, if they want education, give them education. If they want the arts, give them the arts. If they want entertainment, give them entertainment not being aware that they had designs to turn it all around, to flip the script. Joe Biden has been in office all of two years, and look at the damage he's caused, Andrew. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And perhaps I should have asked uh, Randy Street when we had him on last week, but is there any way that these criminal charges could take Trump out of the running? Is there a way that they could disqualify him from being able to run for president because he's got uh, criminal charges pending? Oh, no, I, I can answer that right now. No, no, okay. there's no way. No, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that he can't run. Even if he goes to jail, he can still run. Can't keep him from running. OK, but if what, what, no, I take it back. If convicted, 
he can't run. So I take that back if he's convicted, which is what they wanted to do when they impeached him and removed from office. But I think that's the way it is. If convicted, I don't think he could run. But then, too, the Democrats are changing the laws. So what does it matter? Look at D.A. Alvin Bragg. He's reduced felonies to misdemeanors. And if a crime is a misdemeanor, he doesn't even want to prosecute. So why is he going after Trump other than wanting to make him a martyr? I mean, just go figure. Why would he go after Trump for a misdemeanor? We have people in New York City with misdemeanor charges nonstop. We had Marilyn Brown on our show once. Her son was killed at D.A. Bragg reduced to crime, reduced to charges to a misdemeanor, and then they let the person go. Is there no justice for law-abiding citizens? Yeah, I'd like to get her back on to talk about this, but um, you're absolutely right. I mean, New York City, we see these people in the subway attacking uh, fellow New Yorkers, and they're out of jail within you know 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then you've got this President Trump crime, which is nothing. It's literally nothing. And here they are making a big deal out of it. This Alvin Bragg, I mean... He is so politically biased, and it's clear for everyone to see. And these New York prosecutors just badly want to make a name for themselves. We saw the same thing when they took out uh, Andrew Cuomo and put in Kathy Hochul, who's a disgrace as well. Um, there's just a lot of corruption in that state you're living in, Rob. That's what he's doing, Andrew. He's trying to make a name for himself. And as we said in, I think, a couple of shows back, he wants to hopscotch to the governor's mansion, or hopscotch to the presidency. He sees this as a path, he being D.A. Alvin Bragg, as well as so many other D.A.s that have the support of George Soros. Yeah, we we thought it was going to be Letitia James to do something like this, but it ends up uh, Alvin Bragg beat her to it. Well, I think that they're all sitting around in a room and going over notes and saying, who can do what? Who, who, Who do we think has a stronger case? Now, remember, she has not dropped her case on the charges of Trump overinflating his real estate, over appraising rather his real estate. And I've explained to you guys before that is such nonsense because when you're going in or you're selling a property and you want to get a loan from a bank, they will ask you, what is the value of it? And then you will give your value and then they will go out and have a certified appraiser to go in and appraise the property. So why is she saying that Trump overestimated the charges? Again, I submit to you, we have Joe Biden's family committing crimes on a daily basis, and no one has said anything about it. This is what happened to Nelson Mandela. This is what happened to Martin Luther King. This is what happened to Gandhi. They accused them of crimes that they did not commit. They accused them just to lock them up. Martin Luther King spent time in jail on more than one occasion. Gandhi spent time in jail. And we know, as I said in our opening, about Mandela. I think that Trump is the next Mandela, Martin Luther King, Gandhi. And I hope history reports it accurately and fairly. Again, we know that Trump is out there. He says some things that he shouldn't say. He has a larger-than-life personality. But aside from all that, you look at the good that he's done. He's a counterpuncher. He's not going to just lay down because if he were to lay down, they would just railroad right over him. They don't care. And as we said in one of our shows, Andrew, he doesn't have to take this. He can bow out. He can go to another country, create another life. 
and live happily ever after. Not that they would let him do it, Andrew. But this is what he's up against. We'll take this up on the other side of the break. Yes, we will. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, and we're just going to continue discussing President Trump and what he's up against right now. I want to start off this segment discussing uh, Benjamin Netanyahu from Israel. He appeared on um, Piers Morgan and took some shots at President Trump for meeting with Nick Fuentes and Kanye West, which we've discussed over and over again, that President Trump just thought he was meeting with Kanye West, and they almost sucker punched him with um, all these allegations that they were making at the time about Jewish people, um, it really escalated after they visited Trump. You didn't really um, hear a lot of that from Kanye before he visited Trump. I think he had only made um, his original statement at that point and hadn't gone on the Alex Jones show and all these other shows that made things seem so much worse uh, for Kanye West. But you have Netanyahu here taking shots at President Trump for that meeting, saying uh, he shouldn't have been meeting with anti-Semitics. Just a cheap shot from Netanyahu. I mean, President Trump was the number one president in American history to Israel. Uh, he made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. He did so much for Bibi Netanyahu, getting him reelected. Uh, Bibi really rode on President Trump's coattails. And you see the ungratefulness that this guy has it's just 
unbelievable to me with all that President Trump did for him, the great relationship that they had, that he would just turn his back on him like he has. In my book, this happened after the 2020 election when he was the first world leader to come out and congratulate Joe Biden. I mean, that took... Um, no spine whatsoever, if you ask me. I mean, this guy is obviously just hard up for Americans' money and doesn't care who he has to uh, suck up to or um, try and uh, perhease to get money to Israel. I mean, this is all this guy cares about. He's got no loyalty to anybody but himself and Israel. So, uh, truthfully, I'm done with giving Israel money as far as I'm concerned. I wouldn't give them another cent. I wouldn't give the Ukraine another cent. Um, it's about time we go back to America first, and I hope President Trump is taking notes and remembers these shots from Benjamin Netanyahu, because next time Israel is having trouble with Palestine, I hope we're not there with our checkbook. That's up to them to fix. Rob, what are your thoughts? Well, Andrew, I got to admit, you did call this out after the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. You did say that Benjamin Netanyahu was so quick to call Joe Biden and congratulate him. And I had said at the time, I felt that the reason why he he had done it was because he knew that he was going to need America's help, America's money in some shape, form or fashion. So, uh, you know, it didn't look good, but I was OK with it. And, you know, Mitch McConnell did the same thing. He went out and congratulated Trump and there were some other people. And I just saw it as being a perfunctory as as, as a role that they were in, that they decide to do it. I mean, not Mitch McConnell congratulating Trump, but he congratulated uh, Biden when he stole the election. But fast forward to today. And as you said, BB went on the Pierce Morgan's low rated show on Fox to say that what Trump had done was really bad. But you know what else, Andrew? Martin Luther, Nelson Mandela, and Gandhi also met with enemies or people that were perceived not to be liked by those in power because they had a mutual understanding as to what was taking place. And if you recall, Martin Luther King was against the Vietnam War. So sometimes you have to meet with your enemies in order to understand what's going on. Look at FDR and the alliance that they formed with, what was the guy's name? Stalin. He didn't want to do it, but he had to. Otherwise, Stalin would have saddled up with Hitler, which is what he did. He was doing, you know, playing two sides. Also remember, Trump met with Rocket Man, Kim Jong-un, the left did not like that. But one thing for certain, Kim Jong-un knew where Trump was coming from. And he knew, don't mess with the big guy. Because as Trump said, our guns are bigger than your guns. Of course, the media went crazy when he said it. It was peace through strength. It's peace through strength. Strength through peace. And that's what he got, unlike Joe Biden. Right. You look at when President Trump came into office – 
Our military was running out of ammunition. President Trump put so much money behind our military, and that's exactly what it was. It was peace through strength. Nobody wanted to mess with us. Now with Joe Biden in charge, I mean, nobody has respect for us or our military at this point. Um, obviously, our men and women, we've got nothing but the great things to say about them. But it is clear that our military has suffered under this current administration. Well, I want to mention that again, what you just said, that our military was without weapons. A military arsenal. We were without it. And Trump went in and said, no, we've got to correct that. And you had people that didn't understand it. Of course, Mad Dog Mattis told him, no, we got to give them raises. We're without artillery. We need to do all this other stuff. And Trump loved the military. So the money that he was going to use to continue building the wall, he said, okay, I don't like this, but I can't leave our soldiers out there open-handed without equipment. So he went ahead and he funded them. See, we have to remember the entire picture that the media will not paint for us and will not report on it. Trump did it. He got it done. Yes, he wanted to build a wall, but he also said, I need to fund the military. And you have all these naysayers that want to attack him. The same way some of the other great leaders in history were attacked. Again, I submit to you Nelson Mandela. I submit to you Martin Luther King. People that the left are aware of. Now, I'm sure when they hear this, oh, their hair will be on fire, Andrew. How dare you compare Trump to Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther? There are sacred people. But you look at how the left has just jumped all over Martin Luther King's dream and destroyed it. He said content of character. He said nothing about diversity and equity. You look back at during Obama's years, Obama barely mentioned King, other than when it was time to celebrate his birthday. But other than that, he was his Ob the way Obama ruled was the complete opposite of what King had visioned. But yet and still, these knuckleheads want to attack Trump for daring to think outside of the box, for daring to stand up against them, for daring to attack them. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. Oh, no, you're not supposed to do this. And I saw, heard a commentator the other day on one of the cable news stations, she was saying, well, all these people, they say they're so religious. And what does the Bible say? It says to turn the other cheek. So they want to quote that when they want to attack you. They want you to turn the other cheek so that they can walk over you. They can trounce all over you. But I got news for them. We're not God. Yes, we're made in his image, but we're still human. And I'm telling you, if you hit me, I'm subject to lay you out flat. So don't even try it. And that's the reason why we were encouraging a lot of Trump supporters, don't go and protest if he's arrested, when he when he's arrested, because we know some of you, you might be hot-headed. And like I said, the FBI will be implanted in the group to rile you up so that you will strike back. And being in jail, you're no good to anyone, just like the political prisoners that are in jail now. And you know, Andrew, maybe that's what Maybe that's what Trump wants. Trump wants to tell them, I feel your pain. They've arrested me now without cause. They're charging me with something without cause. Like I said, you look at Atlanta, Georgia, and you look at this wayward district attorney, Fannie T. Willis. She's a black woman, as I mentioned before, who's going after Trump, saying he tried to overthrow the elections in Atlanta. Look at Letitia James, the attorney general in New York City. She's black. And they're also women. <laughs> Go figure. Black women, the power, strength, I guess. It's really sad because the talent of these Black women could be used to prosecute crime in these cities because we know we have it in New York City. We know it's in Atlanta. DA Alvin Bragg could go after it. 
but they won't. Instead, they want to focus their attention on a matter that has nothing to do with anything. And I hear people that are saying, oh, but these these crimes, they don't mount to anything. They're not going to go anywhere. It, it'll be difficult for D.A. Bragg to get to indict Trump because the grand jury, they, they won't do it. Well, I don't put any faith in these grand juries, especially in these highly blue cities and states. New York City is predominantly Democrat. 95% all voted for Joe Biden. So do you think they're going to follow the law and say they're not going to indict Trump? They're not going to arrest him? I think what they're doing is they're just saying, well, we want to make certain that it's a tight case so that when they do attack us and say, oh, well, this Democrat's going after them, they'll see that, no, we followed the law. No, they didn't. The judges don't even follow the law because the judge would say, we don't want to hear this. There's no there there. But you've got judges like Judge Burl Howell, who's a Democrat, who's saying we want Trump's personal attorney to go and testify before a grand jury, suspend attorney-client privilege. We want to know everything that you got, everything that he told you, everything that you, you know. We want all your records because we're looking for a crime. We're trying to find a crime. We've got to find a crime. The same thing with Amy Berman. She's saying the same, the exact same thing. And with her, Andrew, this is a, the interesting thing about it, because you have Peter Strzok, who's suing Trump and the FBI because he's saying that he was dismissed without cause. So he wants them under a deposition. Peter, we saw what you did. We saw the emails. We saw the text messages between you and Lisa Page. You guys were lovey-dovey. You've already caused enough damage. Do you not love this country that you want to continue this charade? That you want to continue it going on? The division? They don't care. They simply don't care. Which is what happened with MLK, Martin Luther King. The people that said they support him. They didn't care what he was going up against. They didn't care that he had a family. They didn't care that they were destroying him. The same with Mandela. They took away this man's life, his livelihood. He was married. He had children. And they threw him in jail for 30 plus years. They didn't care. They robbed him of his life. The same thing with Trump. They don't care. They don't care if they destroy him. That's what they want. When he was in office, they tried to do the same thing. They tried to go after his children. They even went after his young son, Baron. They don't care. They will attack you and attack you. Whereas when you have a person in the White House, Joe Biden, and his adult son and his adult brothers that are committing crimes, that are using access to Joe to create businesses, and people say, oh, well, he's entitled to it. Yeah, he's entitled to it, but on an even playing field. I think it's fair to point out once again just the differences between President Trump and Joe Biden since they took office. Under President Trump, inflation was 1.4%. Under Joe Biden, it's 8.6%. Gas under President Trump, the average price was $2.31. Joe Biden, it's over $4.50. Mortgage rates, they were 3.25% under President Trump. Now they're at around 6-7% with Joe Biden. The border was secured under President Trump. Now it's wide open. Crime was down with President Trump. Now it's as high as it's ever been. We were in no wars with President Trump. We are with Joe Biden. Joe Biden mandated the vaccine. President Trump wanted to make it voluntary. 
And uh, Joe Biden also has a crackhead son, and President Trump does not have that either. So the differences between President Trump and Joe Biden are night and day um, in this administration. And clearly, you've got the Biden administration and Democrats panicking about 2024 because it has been such an unmitigated disaster You've even got Joe Biden coming out and accusing MAGA Republicans of not caring about border security. I mean, what is this guy's endgame, Rob? His endgame is to destroy the country. He wants to destroy the country. He wants to replace the people here with people coming across the border. Now, people will say, oh, the the Democrat, the Republicans, they're racist. They don't want Mexicans coming in. There's more than Mexicans that are coming in. There's more than brown people that are coming through the border. We have terrorists that are coming in. We have people that are taking advantage of this, and they're just coming across a border. And then we found out, or I found out and learned the other day, that when Biden went to Canada, they worked out a deal that if people enter the border from a northern border from, from Canada, that we're going to send them to Texas. But send them to Texas for what? Texas already busting at the seams. Oh, we're going to send them to Texas because we want them to know that, hey, you can't come into the United States. Yeah, but you look at the number of people that are entering the country from the Canadian border, and it's not a lot. Why don't you ship the people that are coming in from Texas to Canada? I mean, they want to remake the entire Electoral College, remake the way the United States look, remake the landscape, forcing people to come here. And I want these people to know they don't care about you. They don't care about you. They just want you to be able to vote. And I would say Republicans, and we've covered this before with Jeffrey Dorn, with election integrity, Republicans have got to come up with the way right now How are we going to handle all these people that are here already? There are millions of people that are here illegally. We got New York saying, the mayor saying that we're going to send them to college, to state college free of charge. Yeah, but what about the people already here? Are you going to pay for their tuition? Again, socialism. And if we're not careful, they will find a way to get these people to vote. They will go with some type of wicked wacky interpretation of the Constitution and say, oh, well, the Constitution says this. No, you can only vote if you're a United States citizen. If you are a United States citizen, that's the only way you can vote. We have got to be careful because this is definitely a slippery slope allowing these people to come here and they only want them here for the vote. And as I said, Republicans, you better start coming up with the deal now. Trump had laid out one on the table. It wasn't the best. I know a lot of people didn't like it. But I thought, hey, you're here. Okay, you can't vote. You can't be a citizen until 15 years from now. And you got to have a complete record. You can't have gotten into any trouble. We'll give you a work permit, but you can't vote. You can't participate in anything that American citizens are allowed to do. And if you commit a crime, that's it. It's off the table. You will remain a person who's here, but unable to vote. Plain and simple. Now, people would say, well, then send them back to their countries. Well, that will be extremely difficult. Now, I know some say put a dollar amongst them, they'll fly there, or give them $10,000 to say, hey, now leave. Maybe that would work. But it's going to be the devil getting these people out of this country. So because they are here, we need to be able to track them. They all have IDs. Don't fall for it. Well, they can't get an ID. No, they all have IDs because they're getting government assistance. Okay, let's just take that off the table. And if they don't have an ID, all you have to do is just say, hey, we'll give you money. Come get a, a government ID. They'll all run for the ID. That's one thing they will do. And then we must track them to make certain that they're not doing things that they're supposed to, they're, that they're not supposed to be doing. But we've got to come up with something, Andrew. We just can't let it just stay there. Oh, we got to send them back. That's not going to happen. There's over millions of them here, unfortunately, thanks to the lack laws of the Democrats and a few rhinos 
who are okay with them being here, but you got people like Trump who wanted to stand up against this. Even Martin Luther King called it out. How are we giving people that are coming here from other countries the right hand of fellowship, so to speak, making them citizens, whereas you have black people that are here that you're not you're treating like secondhand citizens. And this was taking place in the South. The Democrats, they were doing this. They were okay with it. So as a result, we got to throw King in jail. Oh, put him in jail. He's talking too much. We want to silence him. Remember the letters from Birmingham jail? Look at the times they threw him in jail and for nothing at all. That's what's happening to Trump. They want him in jail. And as we said before, Trump has got this. We don't need to get act out or get out of place. I mean, initially, Andrew, when I learned about it, I was extremely angry. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to win. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're going to make a martyr out of him. He's not upset about it. He has become resolute to this could happen. And if it does happen, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And I say, hallelujah, brother, do it. And he should use it to his advantage. Yeah, you're, Why not? you're absolutely right. One of the best nights of my life was the 2016 election when President Trump won the election. I was so proud to be an America, American. I was so proud of my fellow Americans for voting that way. And uh, he pulled the rabbit out of his hat. And if anyone can do it again, I think it's President Trump that can do it again and make America great again. I certainly would not bet against him. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. So we're back with the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew. And we're talking about these uncertain times and Trump and the left making him or putting him up there with the on the pantheons of Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, and Gandhi, and so many other leaders who have gone to prison and to jail uh, without cause, and they managed to rise to the occasion. And Andrew, I got to say, I think that's what's going to happen to Trump. Now, 
and it's not going to be an easy road rise because the left will do everything they can to stop him with these frivolous lawsuits. Judges should throw all these lawsuits out. And I hear people saying, well, the one in Atlanta is the strongest. It's not strong. It's weak. We already heard the tape. And this classified documents, we already know that Biden did the exact same thing as well as Hillary. So how can you prosecute him on any of this? It's a political witch hunt. And this is what happened to King and to Mandela. They're using the legal system, our justice system, to go after a political opponent of Joe Biden. And Joe, they're saying that Joe Biden, he's not going to pardon Trump. He shouldn't need to pardon Trump. And why aren't they asking if Joe Biden's going to pardon Hunter if Hunter is indicted? Well, the person who's investigating Hunter in Delaware, he's just dragging his tail on that case because as far as I'm concerned, we have all the information and all the stuff that's being leaked. No, just imagine if the tables were turned and they had this information that is justifiable information to say a crime has been committed. The Democrats would go after it like one, two, three. They didn't have any information. They went after chasing fake leads that led to nowhere, but managed, they, man, they, man, they managed to keep it in the media. And now with Joe Biden and what we have that's legitimate, they're hiding it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want you to talk about it. And if you talk about it, more than likely, the FBI is watching you. They're surveilling you. Andrew, I wouldn't be at all surprised if after Dark with Andrew, with Robin Andrew, is it being surveilled by the FBI. I wouldn't at all be surprised. Because the information that we have been presenting to our audience from our research, from reading, it's spot on. And I'm sure they don't like it. And I'm sure that they're trying to find a way to suppress it. But it's out there. And that is a reason why we keep asking you to share this information. If you're mad, if you're fed up, the best way to counter that is to share what we're saying and to provide your commentary. We post this on social media platforms. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on Truth Social. It's on Clout. It's on Parlor. Look at it, read it, and share it. Give us your comments about it. Yeah, because Rob, this is the best way to counter them, Andrew. Yeah, you're right. We've been at this a long time. I mean, we were posting on um, Twitter in support of President Trump during his first run for president. Um, I'm pretty sure we would have um, gotten associated with each other shortly after he won president. So we've been at this a long time together, and a lot of other patriots have as well. And uh, this is serious stuff, so we really do appreciate it when you share on social media. Uh, as Rob said, we're putting in the work, we're doing the research. So uh, when you share on social media, I always do notice, I do try and uh, retweet every single person that shares our articles and uh, podcast. I know all the other shows at America Out Loud appreciate it a great deal as well. You're right. And I just someone just whispered in my ear, I just got a note. That of all people, Mary Trump is coming out with advice to Alvin Bragg. Now, this is Mary Trump's Trump's niece. I don't think they've only they've only met once, and I think it was at his his brother's funeral, a relative's funeral. Other than that, she knows absolutely nothing about Trump. Only only thing she knows about Trump is what she's been reading, what she's been reading in the media. 
but she knows nothing else about him. But the liberal media, they're using her as if though she's some odd boozeman and she knows everything there is to know about Trump. The same way they use Levi Johnston to go after Sarah Palin, as if though he knew everything there was to know about her. And the only thing he knew was that he knocked up her daughter, they dated for a year, and it was over. So what insight could he possibly have on Sarah Palin? Oh, but they had him as a subject matter expert, the same way they are using Mary Trump. It's like, go figure. These, these people are so deranged. It's the Trump derangement syndrome, by any means necessary. And if, he, if Trump, like I said, he's a great candidate, but if he could just tone it down just a little bit and just allow them to hang themselves as opposed to him stepping on his message and then having to redo it again. But hey, if, even when he steps on his message, Andrew, he manages to come out on top. I don't know how he does, but he manages to come out on top. Now, I want to go back and revisit this whole thing with Ron DeSantis and his interview with Pierce Morgan. As we mentioned, Benjamin Netanyahu did an interview with him also. And it seems to me from looking at this that Pierce Morgan is trying to take subtle jabs at Trump because Trump said that his show was low rated. Now, they're supposed to be friends. He appeared on, I think, The Celebrity Apprentice and Piers Morgan won. But since then, he's attacked Trump. He's kind of straddled the fence. He said that Trump was doing a lot of good things, but then he blamed Trump for Jan 6. Uh, Piers Morgan feel that we need to do something with the guns, remove the guns. So he's a bit of a wild card and Fox has given him a lifeline, and he was one yeah. of the individuals who came out and attacked Megan, whatever her name is, uh, the guy, the girl who married Prince Harry. He attacked her. So, like I said, he, he crosses the fence, Andrew. Right, and he's British, so he doesn't believe in the First Amendment like so many of us here do. I just don't even understand why he was ever a big deal here in America because um, he just isn't relevant. I don't see any way that uh, his show would get higher ratings on a different network. I can't believe Fox is giving him the time of day. Um, it just seems like he's kind of washed out to me. Well, they, they're giving him the night of day because of the whole deal with Meghan Mark Markle when he came out and he called her out. And then you have folks on the left saying that he's a racist. And then he defended Sharon Osbourne. So I get that. I mean, he his head is in the right place when it comes to that. You know, this whole woke, woke agenda and racism so they gave him a show because of that because he was very adamant with his position but other than that like you said i mean he took over for larry king and i always question yeah. why would they allow him to take over for larry king and he failed miserably so now he's trying to come out and take jabs at trump by i'm going to give an interview to i'm going to interview ron DeSantis and see what ron DeSantis say about trump and he purposefully mentioned trump but what do you have about what do you think about trump and the nicknames that he's giving you I mean, it's like, of all things, why would you bring that out? Why wouldn't you just talk about policy and what Ron is going to do? But he wouldn't do it. And then he did the same thing with Benjamin Netanyahu. What do you think about him meeting with Kanye West and all these other people? I mean, it was all by design for him to ask these questions because he knew that these men would say something that Trump wouldn't like. And I would say to Trump, just don't take the bait. I mean, when Benjamin Netanyahu came out and supported Trump, I mean, supported Biden, gave him that phone call, you attacked him then and said, come on, Ben, this guy doesn't like you. He's not going to support you. What are you doing? So that was enough. But for Benny to come back now and say what he said, I mean, he probably said it because Pierce asked him the question. But he knows that, wait a minute, you know, this Trump guy, 
I don't. I, I need to keep him close because you know he can do some things here. But Pierce Morgan, no, this was all by design. He did this to get back at Trump. He did it because he knows that Trump will mention his name, and then there Pierce goes on the media circuit talking about, oh well, Trump did this and Trump did that. He wants his name back out there. It's like these people. It's a symbiotic relationship. They need each other. The media needs Trump. CNN definitely needs Trump to get their ratings up. Their ratings are in the tank. It's only a matter of time that they just close shop. If Think about it this way. If CNN was a bank, like Silicon Valley Bank, it would go belly up already because they're tanking in the ratings. No one is watching them. The same thing could be said of MSNBC, but they got a few more followers than uh, uh, CNN. I mean, than MSNBC. Or vice versa. I think I got it confused. Yeah, vice versa. But CNN is like, they're just there. They have no talent. Anderson Cooper, he likes to come across as being this serious reporter. Anderson Cooper made his name during 9-11. And that's when they threw him on nonstop because people thought his voice was soothing. And then once Barack Obama became president, he saw it as a way to come out and tell the world that he was gay. And see, I went to journalism school for what it's worth because they've completely destroyed the profession. And we were always taught not to make ourselves part of the news story. But these journalists today, they are the news story. Anderson Cooper wanted to be the news story with his pronouncement of being gay, with his giggly, girly laugh. Yes, I said giggly, girly laugh. Come on. We need, we need alpha males. I'm tired of these weak beta males. But Anderson made himself part of the story. And then we found out about his partner that he was dating and all this other nonsense stuff. And then he got a talk show and it's just a complete mess. Okay. Yeah. So so CNN should not be on the air, Andrew. Go ahead. Yeah, just the journalism profession over the last 10, 15 years has taken such a hit. I'm sure you learned in journalism school you weren't supposed to take um, bribes or anything from someone that you're covering. But here you've got the journalists now. They want to be best friends with everybody that they're covering, especially on the left side of the aisle. So it's just completely backwards. We don't have real journalism on the mainstream media in our country anymore. We don't. We, we They're not objective, and it's really unfortunate. And I'm, I can only imagine what's being taught in journalism school. So I would tell all of you kids who are planning on going into journalism, avoid it. You don't need it. And here's another interesting tidbit. People, the profession of journalism really took off after the Nixon files, after Carl Bernstein and, the, and his partner uh, exposed, supposedly exposed Nixon. And we know in actuality, when you really look at it, it was just all made up stuff. But once that happened, everyone wanted to go into that profession, and it became a good profession. Now, I know that it's protected under the Constitution, but these individuals now, they have just destroyed it. They're not inquisitive. They're not curious. And I don't know if it's not that they're not curious or inquisitive. They just don't want to report on the news. And when Trump came into office, it was as if though they felt that we've got to take him down. And I think it was Les Holt who said that it's our job to go after him. It's our job to stop him. It's our job to keep him from the American people. No, it's not your job. It is your job to report the news. 
They did this exact same thing to Nelson Mandela and to Martin Luther King. These so-called journalists going after them. So why would they not do it to Trump? He's no different. Well, I, well, he is kind of different because he fights back, whereas those others, they didn't. And Trump called them out as to who they were, an enemy of the people, and they did not like that. And you see how they go and they attack others? Look at the African reporter from Africa. I had his name here. I'm going to try to go through my papers, so you'll probably hear me rushing through papers. How he is treated during the White House press conference. They treat him as if though he is a second-class citizen, Simon Ataba. Corrine Jean-Pierre, she disciplines him. She tells him to shut up. She tells him, oh, you're not being respectful. And he came out on one of the cable news shows, and he said, you know, I might not have the fancy degrees that they have. And I might not make the salary that they have, and I probably don't dress the way they dressed. But I am a journalist. And I am there in the White House briefing room to get answers so that I can report back to my constituency, the people that are reading the newspapers where I'm from. And he said, the way that they treat me is if though I'm a second-class citizen. I felt really bad for him because here you have a man who's a true African, and you have Jean Corrine Pierre, who is a black lesbian, mistreating this man as she's treating the white reporters as if though they're like the best thing that she's ever met, albeit they're liberal like her. But she tries to shut him up, dismiss him. And it's really sad. And I'm like, where's Black Lives Matter? Why don't they call her out? Why don't they tell her not to do that? He's not, either, he's not on the right or the left. He's just there to report the news. Because we know if he were black and a conservative, they would definitely dismiss him. They would kick him out. Do you think they would allow me up there? Absolutely not. The hatred that they have for black conservatives, and we can't forget Larry Elders, because I don't think this is brought up enough. When he was running for governor of California against Gavin Newsom during the recall, remember how they, they spat on him? A white woman spat on him, called him out some, even called him the N-word, and the media did not report on it. They showed it once, and they hid it. Larry Elders, look back at the records, Google it was going to challenge Gavin Newsom during the recall. And the way they treated him, they spat on him, called him the N-word, attacked him viciously, a black man attacked by white liberals. I'm not surprised by it because white liberals have always attacked black people. Because they hate them. Because they're not following their ideology. So all these attacks that these conservatives get because they're not doing what they want them to do, it is horrible. But yet still, this is where we are. This is where we are in our society. It's unfortunate. It's horrible. Donald Trump fighting for America. And look at how they want to treat him. They have the entire justice system going against him, our legal system going against him going after his family. You have Democrats saying, go after them, tell them you're not welcome here. And when Trump tells his supporters, go out and protest, oh, he wants a riot. He wants us to riot. And you look at the individuals that supported MLK, Martin Luther King, and Nelson Mandela. Look at what they did to their supporters. Some of them lost their lives. They killed them. I 
I hope that doesn't happen to Trump supporters. But you can't put it past the left because they don't care. And this whole thing would, oh, someone sent a white powder to D.A. Bragg's office and with threatening messages on it. I would guarantee you that was sent by a liberal, Andrew. Because during the Trump years, when we heard all these stories that people were being attacked, white people were being attacked, and that Jews were being attacked, when they unearthed the truth, guess who the, the attackers were? Liberals. But quiet as it's kept, and we did a show on this. Go to YouTube if they haven't taken it down. I think they might have taken it down, Andrew, because they've been trying to silence our voices on YouTube for some, with some of our old shows when the only yeah. thing we were doing was just reporting the truth. Yeah, they took us down. <laughs> they took it down. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll look it up for you. I'll, I'll report it. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> can you imagine? Whenever you put the truth out there, they're taken down. But any given day, you can look on and you can see them attacking conservatives. Andrew, I, I got to say, in conclusion, Trump, he's right up there with Mandela. He's right up there with Martin Luther King. The way they want to arrest him and to silence him and to take him down because he loves the country and they don't like that, Andrew. So let's continue to pray for Trump. And let's see how this is going to end. But you know what, Andrew? He's got this. I think he's got it. Absolutely, Rob. What a great show tonight. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, give us a two thumbs up or a five-star review, or you can go to AmericaOutloud loud.com where you can click the listen live tab for 24 7 talk radio in addition to that you can find our full archive of shows with after dark with rob and andrew up on america we'll see you guys next time and remember stand for something or fall for nothing